You should feel scared. <laughs> We're rolling. Yay. Are you excited? We're excited. Super excited. This Can't is wait. episode 74 of The Student Manager. It's Fonger News, and we're talking bulldogs. Go dogs. Go dogs, baby. Go dogs. Athens. Now, I've known you for a long time, Rachel. I'm yes. just kind of laughing because I just remember when you were setting for volleyball, it was you and Julia. Both of us were the setters. I know. We'd go to Arizona or Vegas or those trips, and yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, good times and bad times. <laughs> So we are with Rachel Spataro and Sadie Pitches, both of Newport Harbor class of 20. And they are finishing, well, they finished their freshman year at the University of Georgia in Athens. And by no means, Georgia is a hard ass school to get into. So we're going to talk about, you know, what it took to get there. And, and the goal, remember, is to help high school students and parents with the process, but also give like the raw stories and the fun because Athens is so much fun, right? And we'll get into that. And, and so I don't have to tell you during the podcast, like get the microphone so you can hear each other. You can sound check, yeah. right? But we got to pay bills. Not that we need to pay bills, but... I get about 100 downloads all the time, so now I just beg. I ask anyone that downloads, Venmo me $5, because if half of the people Venmo me $5, that would cover two recordings to rent this plush studio. Is this plush studio? Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> is it kind of cool? so cool. It's really official. It, right? It is. Mm -hmm. You like it? I love it. So let's get into it. Both your majors are psychology, right? Yes. Both psych, and we. I think we both went in as a psych major and then added business um, administration. Okay. I'm trying to be econ major. It, you have to apply to the business school after um, certain credits have been fulfilled. So I don't think either of us are in yet, but that's intended. Yeah, I'm applying as business management, but we're not in yet. That's the Terry School of Business, right? Yes. So did you know, like, I know so much about... Yeah. And that's, like, the new building if you walk on Athens and you guys know I've uh, Julia she could have been like maybe your sorority sister if she got in right but it's your Athens so beautiful and the campus is so amazing but Terry School of Business is like one of the newer buildings there but let's start from like why did you even go to Georgia was it your first choice and why Athens we'll start with you Rach okay we'll start with me um I actually wasn't even thinking about Georgia until literally a month before I committed. It was kind of the last school actually out of the 10 schools that I was considering most. And then I got in and for some reason it was kind of just a feeling that I didn't feel for any other school. And it was new and exciting and something like I didn't really know much about. I didn't know many people that went there. Um, and I heard all good things. I didn't know one person that's ever gone there and not been head over heels like big bulldog fans so then I got in and I felt weirdly excited so I started looking into it and I was like this would be a crazy like new opportunity to just do something completely out of my comfort zone and so at the end of the day I had a lot of good um, options UW was my next choice which is a similar big university a lot of school spirit but at the end of the day it was more for me about trying something completely new on the East Coast, in the South, like Southern hospitality, all that good stuff. Y'all come back now, you hear? Y'all, yeah, I know. Everyone makes fun of us for saying y'all. I'm like, I swear, I'm actually not just doing that. I mean it. <laughs> Sadie, what about you? 
Yeah, so it was actually the same as Rachel. I was not thinking about it at all. And then it was like the first real school that I got accepted to, like not rolling admission. And still at the time, it was like my complete backup. I was like, why would I want to go to Georgia? My counselor just told me to apply there. She was like, I think you would love it. I knew nothing about it. And then I think it was ski week. Um, we actually got eliminated from CIF. And my mom was like, you guys, you have to visit. Like, how do you know? Like, it's one of the schools you've gotten into. Like, you have to go. So me and Clay Lyolas actually visited. And like, mm-hmm. I had just not got, when I stepped on campus, I hadn't gotten that feeling anywhere else. And like, I, I had a bunch of top schools, but they, I had so many because I couldn't like pick one. Like nothing was like standing out to me. And when I visited Georgia, I was like, this is where I want to go. Like, I just got a feeling that I belonged there. So. Right. And stay on that point because, and we'll get to Rachel too and, and yourself, the schools that you applied to, because it's interesting, people that are going to listen to this, they're going to say, well, that's what they do, right? Especially during COVID. I'm just going to apply to this school. And if I get in, we're going to go visit it and let's see what happens. What were your what were your three top choices or that you wanted to go to? Um, I think it ended up being like UT, Michigan, and Cal, but I didn't love any of them. I think it was more of like those were the best schools I was applying to, so those were like the three that I really wanted to go to. Did you get into Michigan, Texas, and Cal? No, I got waitlisted at Michigan, and then I got rejected from Cal and Texas. Okay, and I'm glad you said that, and because everyone out here, especially for the followers and listeners from Orange County, and we'll get into your academics too, especially coming from Harvard, they talk about, oh, I'm, we're thinking about Michigan, we're thinking about Texas. We're th-. I go, Do you know those are freaking hard-ass schools to get into, and most likely, because they're maybe like 15 or 20% acceptance rate, you're gonna get rejected, but my daughter or my son has a 4.6. I go, first of all, colleges don't even give a shit about your weighted, they want your unweighted, and everybody else fits that same characteristics. Like Michigan, waitlisted, did you have to actually click to get off the waitlist like Julia did? Because they waitlist everyone so they don't have to reject you. Yeah, I, I never ended up doing that, but when I got waitlisted, I knew I wanted to go to Georgia, so it didn't really matter to me. So then where did Georgia fall? So we, we knew if you weren't going to get into, those of you listening, if you can't get into Michigan, Texas, and Cal, where where was Georgia on that list? Honestly, I think I applied to something like 15, and at the beginning of the mission to admissions, it was probably like 11th. Because it was okay. just, I knew nothing about it, and my counselor was like, just apply, like you might like it. And at the time, it was like I was applying to USC, like Washington, all these other like right. really top schools. And so like, I don't know. I probably was struck by the top academic schools at the time. Right, and and they're all good brand 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 name schools too. Mm-hmm. If I said to help uh, parents and students, what were your fallback schools um, that you applied to and that you got into? So like, my my complete safety schools were like Alabama, U of A, Georgia was one of them. My okay. counselor like my counselor was like you'll probably get in at the time. And that's not a fallback. I don't think she <laughs> realized how many people that last year we're applying though because i think okay. so many people applied right. last year but yeah and maybe it's just because i knew nothing about it i didn't even know that it was a hard school at the time um i can't really think of any more and we'll yeah. and we'll get into the transition of um the academics to get in there but rachel so if georgia was not like a thought what were your top schools that you applied to and that you wanted to get into um 
it's funny because Sadie and I are so similar with everything weirdly. <laughs> UT was my dream school. It had been my dream school for like a few years. And kind of same thing as Sadie was saying. It wasn't even really there was anything specific. I think it was that it was out of state. It was like a really good um, name school. Everyone would hear about it. And I feel like it was like perfectly off brand because a lot of people from um, Orange County area, like USC, that a lot of people's parents went there. My dad went there. And so like when you think of a prestigious like school, I think a lot of people are like, oh, USC. But for me, it was kind of like UT is different. And I mean, that's what I ended up doing with Georgia. It was like Georgia was different. Yes. And UT was different enough and still like kind of prestigious. So that was like, that's what I want to do. Like I want to, that was my reach school. And I actually appealed my denial because I was so dead set on it. And, Did um, you have tears when that... Oh, I was in bed for literally 24 hours. I was like, my mom, don't come in here. Like, she was like, can you eat... I was so upset. Like, I don't think I've ever been that upset in my life. And um, I worked so hard on my appeal, and I still didn't get in. Um, but then, like I was saying, UW was my other kind of equal to Georgia. Like, I thought those were both, like, equal state. Mm -hmm. I could probably... Acceptance rate is around the same thing. And so then UW was my other school that I visited and like fell in love with. And I mean, Julia goes. That Sophia goes there. Oh, so Sophia, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sophia and Luke and Jackson, and they all go there and they love it. But wasn't Sophia or Julia going to go there though? She was. Okay. Yeah. That's and then she got she off the wait list at Wisconsin right, on Wisconsin. that last week. Yeah. And that was her number one school that she's always wanted right. to go to. Yeah. Okay. So same thing. And they're, they're all great schools, but UT was definitely my dream and I was crushed, but obviously it happened for a reason so if anyone's listening because kids always think of oh i have my number one school and i always tell parents and kids you shouldn't have a number one school at the end of the day everything works out so what advice would you give to a high school student right now that thinks their number one school is university of x and then they don't get in and they're crushed but if you had to relive it all over again what, what would you tell them um this sounds kind of weird and maybe not supportive but I would say like don't think you're special because I don't know why I had this idea in my head that I was like the one that would be different like my grades my GPA my way to GPA my extracurriculars would get me into UT and then when I didn't get in I was so dead set on it that I didn't keep any of my other options open and that crushed me and I am literally the happiest I've ever been in my whole entire life so I would say just keep an open mindset and don't have one top top school like be be optimistic but not set on it because not getting into UT was the best thing that ever happened to me it, so everything works out yeah so what were your safety schools um, I really didn't have many safety schools. It was more just like middle and then my reaches. And so I, Oregon was my one safety school. And I visited that campus and I didn't feel anything really, really any connection to it, but I knew it was still a good big school, big school spirit. And if I ended up going there, I wouldn't be upset. So that was like my one safety school. It's a beautiful campus. Um, and then most of the other ones were pretty middle ground so coming out of harbor now kids and parents are listening all right so if i'm going to get rejected to these top schools and maybe get on the deferred list and maybe i want to go to georgia what was your unweighted gpa out of newport harbor my unweighted gpa was like a 3.95 or something 
how many honors and AP classes did you take in your four years there? In my four years, um, I'm trying to think. I think something around like five, probably five, yeah. Okay. And were you SAT or were you ACT? ACT, which I took four times. And ACT was definitely the worst thing. <laughs> if I had to pinpoint one thing in my life, it was the worst thing. Why? I just think I put so much stress on myself because I've always studied a lot and worked really hard and it's always been like, well, I can study so many hours and then I have to understand. But with the ACT, since it's standardized, it's not really like you're studying for anything in specific. And it was honestly like I was mad at myself, I think, for not doing better. And it was really frustrating that I couldn't do better because I'm just not good at taking standardized tests. And I ended up getting a super score of 29 and then a regular 28. So... I've had this question asked a lot when you don't, maybe your last fourth attempt was your best score and your fourth attempt when you didn't even care. Yeah, my so my third and my, yeah. <laughs> you just confirmed yep. everything. We're yep. gonna get to you too, Sadie. Uh, so say it again. So my last score, I actually got that twice before and I was like, kind of went into it. And well, my super score was the best score, but my other 28s were just, I had gotten those twice. And I went into it not caring at all and ended up getting my best um, super score, so. Sadie, what was your unweighted coming out of Harbor? Um, senior year, my GPA definitely went down. It was probably like a 3.5, but applying it was like a 3.9, but I took AP Calc senior year and that just went downhill. It, okay, because I was gonna ask, the follow-up was because a lot of kids think of after they apply and they get accepted, colleges don't give a shit about their grades and then, they want to see a trend going up. So mm -hmm. was your 3.5 unweighted because of AP Calculus? Yeah, I took AP Calc and Dang. AP Computer Science my senior year. I don't know why I took Computer Science, but yeah. And then with COVID, like second semester, it just went downhill. But yeah, applying, I had a 3.9, 3.95-ish, something like that. And were you ACT or SAT? ACT. How many times did you take it? I took it four times and I got a 30 all four times, so. So did you, uh, because this is helping students and parents, did you, after the second time, did you like, mom, dad, why am I taking it again? Like, did you think you were gonna get a 31, 32? Yeah, I think I thought I could have because each time, like the first time I did really well and like the first two sections and my science score was just so like below par. So I thought like if I bring my science score up, like my whole entire score would go up, but no, like, it just kind of like evened out throughout each try. Like, yeah, I don't even know. And so I'm gonna pause there because you guys are very similar with your unweighteds around that 3.9 and your ACT scores, which is around that 29.30. I mean, these are scores that my daughters had and a lot of friends that I've had. And the trend is the same. You're not, when you're thinking you're getting into Texas or Michigan, those grades are great grades, but there's so many other kids that have higher uh, grades and, and results. Now, we didn't get into the holistic part, which we'll get into, but that's why I always try to help students and parents. They're like, there's so many other options. So let's go now directly because that was a good ground set. Um, first, did you have an outside counselor? I did. Her name was Gina Cam Cam Calamara, I think. Did she help you? Be honest. She told me to apply to Georgia, but that was about it. Okay. Yeah, my little brother goes to a different one. Just, yeah, she didn't really do much for me. 
essay, what do you remember what your essay was on? Yeah, I, well, anything about like community service, I worked for special camps for special kids. So I wrote a lot about that and what that taught me. And then any like perseverance one, I've had like four concussions. So all my like perseverance ones were about my concussions. Rachel, what was your essay, do you remember? Yes, my essay, same as Sadie, I did um, a lot of the small ones on like smaller community service things I did. And then my main essay was about the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society um, student fundraiser that I was a part of my junior year, which is honestly, I think, what made, if I had to choose one thing I've ever done, I'd say that was probably what made me stand out the most. Why? Because um, I was really passionate about it and I think that you can do a lot of extracurriculars that look good on paper, but unless you're passionate about it and you actually put more into it than just what will go on paper, it shows. And so um, I raised a lot of money on my own for that, and I was really proud of myself. So I think that is why it was just so significant because it meant the most to me. So now we're both at University of Georgia if you were to tell somebody that's listening, that's never stepped foot on the campus, because we all know what it's all about, like why Georgia? Oh my gosh, there's so many things. Um, why Georgia? I will say my favorite thing, obviously it's a great education, but my favorite thing is just the people. Like I've never, and I think Sadie could t attest to it, like the people there are, so nice and everyone wants you to be there everyone wants to help you and you don't really know like southern hospitality you hear about it and whatever but then you experience it and you're like oh my gosh i want to be around these people like these people are awesome so give an example because i know what southern hospitality is like you guys do too people out here from california first of all they probably and we'll get into it because people dress funny they act different they wear those big ass long shirts and mm -hmm. they know when you're from california but southern hospitality give us an example okay well i'm gonna start with the guys okay i think every guy should go live in the south for a little bit because i have never met kinder more respectful guys than i have in georgia and that's not to say i don't love my guy friends i'm just saying that I have never had so many guys open the door for me, be so respectful, tell me I look beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, not hot, beautiful. <laughs> Did you hear that? I love that. And I think that is one thing that stands out. I don't know if it's like mama's boy, like, like the boys in the South are raised to treat their moms very well, but I think the men there are a lot more respectful. And then um, I'd say another example is just my roommate i connected with she's my best friend caroline and i connected with her immediately she's lived in the south her whole life and she is someone that i just radiates gen genuineness and i think genuine is the word to describe most southern people all right let's go to you sadie because both y'all from newport beach orange county stepping on foot of athens why georgia um, I think because firstly the school spirit is just beyond the roof like everybody just loves Georgia everything's red and black it's just so much fun to be there and everyone like just love their school so much which I think you'll find at most universities but then yeah the people are so genuine like my friends you just know that they're always going to be there for you when you talk to someone it feels like they're really listening and they really want to get to know you and like when you run into someone like downtown like they're just so friendly and like caring and like genuine pretty much yeah so when you see different 
people? Because it, the, does everyone know you're from California? Because you kind of stand out. Yeah, pretty much, I would say. Yeah. Right? Is, is it because the way, because I ask other people that go to the South or different schools, it's the way you guys dress, the way, well, maybe your accents too and the way you all talk, but yeah. definitely dress because people, they dress different out there, right? Yeah, I'd say more so for the guys. Yeah. Like yeah. you see like our guy friends walking in khakis and Converse and Vans and everyone's like, what are you wearing? <laughs> for us, I feel like it, it's different, but not that different. Um, everyone tells me I'm laid back. I don't know if Rachel, you get that too, but everyone's like, you're just like laid back, like surfer type of girl. And like, I don't surf, but okay. okay. <laughs> just go with it. Yeah. Just, just go with it. Yeah. But definitely the guy's dressing is like big. Cause I think like we've adapted to wearing like t-shirts and shorts and stuff. So for girls, right? Because were you tripping out when everyone just wears those big baggy long ass shirts? Oh my gosh. I showed up to my first day walking around campus wearing jean shorts and my roommate was like go change right now like no did she I, say that she's like everyone's gonna be looking at you so weird <laughs> and so i immediately and it's also just so hot so everyone's just wearing big shirts because you're dripping in sweat the humidity is just crazy um but going back to what you were saying about the difference in girls or just like difference in california people also it's like a starter question is like where are you from like you know yeah, yeah. and then everyone's like what like california it's almost like a little awkward because you know that there's going to be this big like jaw drop in the person you tell you're from california it's like a little awkward then it's like oh so you surf and you're like actually no <laughs> i would just go with it it's funny i i think i had a couple uh, other guests on, I forget which podcast, they're like, oh, they think we all surf. So I'm like, yeah, for shocker, yeah, bro. Sure. Like, yeah, right. Okay, so do you all, what, were you good friends in high school? Yes, it's crazy. It, because me and Sadie have been going to school together since kin kindergarten. We went to kindergarten through middle school, through high school to college together and that's the same with clay liolis who goes there and chase went to cardinal in newport okay which we're gonna have see that would have been cool like have yeah, all four, four but then different perspectives right yeah. so the, the moms that are listening and girls that are listening they want to listen to this podcast and then the dads and, right. the, and the bros want to listen to like clay and chase so you have your own roommate though which right. was you didn't let's expand on this because a lot of times kids will give recommendations. They'll say, uh, just go try and get a new roommate, meet someone new because you're going to see your friends. Right. Did you even want to be roommates? No. And I also had Peyton Peterson, who's one of my best friends that goes to Georgia and I wouldn't have been roommates with anyone I knew. That was just, that's just a personal thing. And I think some people can do better when you're roommates with someone you already know you're going to like agree with who you're living with. But personally, I was like, I'm going to the South. I'm going all the way across the country. Like I'm going all out, like getting a new roommate. But that also I think could go very wrong for some people, so. Sadie, so did, did you agree with her since you guys were good friends? Yeah. Were you like, okay, I'm gonna go get my own roommate then. Yeah, it never F really. F you, I'm gonna go get my own yeah, roommate. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't really ever talk about rooming together either. It just kind of never came up. But I think it's worked out so much more in both of our favors too, because like, She's my friend that's not like in my friend. Like if I lived with you for so long, yeah. like so many things could go wrong, you know? And so like we, we obviously have the same major, so we like study together and we like work out together, but then like living together would be so much time mm -hmm. spent together. Do you have your own friend groups? Yeah, we're both in different sororities. So I have like all my sorority friends and I have all her sorority friends and like through mm -hmm. her, I've met them and I think her friends are the coolest people and I think she would say the same. Right. So like it, I think it just worked out in both of our favors. And that's, that's good to know. Let's stick with psych, both psychology, psychology majors. 
how are the classes? Like, is it now? Let me re restate that because it was COVID. It was. I think the classes were online. Um, they, my classes first semester were all online. I know it was like some were half in person, some were hybrid. Like second semester, I know me and Rachel both made an effort to go more in person, but I okay. didn't even have mainly that option for a semester. Got it. So the in-person experience, like how were the, are the classes, let's talk about class size. Cause if you, have you been to one of the lecture halls? Have you seen how big it is? Have you seen a smaller class size? Kind of paint that picture. Yeah, so our biology class what is a real, probably like 300 or something like that people, but we had like assigned days to go. And so like, I think we were both Wednesday, but no one really ever went, so we would go every day. So we never got to see a fully packed lecture hall, but like there's probably 400 seats in that built, in that room. Um, and then I've had a couple smaller classes and like there's also just small lecture halls and like smaller classes are a lot more like the teacher kind of gives you more of their attention, whereas like lecture halls, you are really, you ha it's all on you, which is why I think we made the effort to go in person Together, because yeah. yeah, cause then we like, you know, it was more engaging than like sitting behind a computer. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and like in everybody in college, was it, I mean, everyone cheated in, in the first year, right? It was easy to get, I'm, I'm gonna assume you got a three nine or four oh yeah. at Georgia your first year. About, right? not really, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until next fall. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you live in the dorms? Yes, we both live in, Brumby, lived in Cresswell. Cresswell. Okay. Yeah. Now, if I remember the where Sanford Stadium is, you kind of walk. Is it Brumby, and then is Brumby's closer, and then Cresswell? It's Cresswell's the first one. It, it's like a hill. So Cresswell's at the bottom of the hill, or like in the middle, and then Russell, and then Brumby at the top. Okay. And Russell and Brumby have both lived. Um, both been, been newly re renovated, and we got stuck in the old 1800. Crusty, cr yeah. so that's why I'm glad you we painted that picture because I know a lot of pe people that Julia, when she went up there uh, to visit, she stayed at Brum Brumby, Brumby, mm -hmm. Brumby, and uh, it was cool because there's all they're all tall, and that's where all the freshmen, yeah, right, live. Yeah. Now next year, though, well, let's stick on that experience. So, how was living in Cresswell? I thought it was really fun. Um, at the beginning of COVID, like the beginning of the school year, Cresswell, I'd say, was the most relaxed um, with letting people in because you weren't allowed visitors in your dorm. Like you, if you, the RAs would walk around and if they heard two or more voices or more than two voices in your room, like you'd get written up. Really? And, like, a bunch of my okay. friends have been on, put on probation for being in someone else's room. Yeah, strictly because of the pandemic. But at the beginning, Cresswell was. I think it might have just been easier to sneak in or something. And so, like, I had a t more fun at the beginning. Got it. But it was hard also because a lot of my friends from my sorority lived in Brumby. And so it was really hard. Like, I not that I felt left out intentionally, but, like, they would just all hang out in Brumby where I, like, couldn't even get into the dorm building because I lived in Cresswell. So, but that's fully the pandemic. I think without the pandemic, it would have been so much But fun. I thought there wasn't the pandemic in Georgia. Yeah. I mean, you would think that, but honestly... The school is pretty rigid. I mean, no, not compared to like the California schools or like, I know like a couple other schools we had to get tested every week. Like we never had to mandatory tests or anything, but they were like masks pr inside and like pretty much I'd say the dorms were the only other strict. Were part. you able to go to the student union like during the school year and hang out and get that experience? Um, student union as in like student center type thing? Kind of like we're... Oh, Tate? Yeah, yes. Okay. Where you can eat, hang out, and people watch. And yeah, and I think that's where, when I say Georgia's more relaxed, 
pandemic wise in the other schools it was like you'd be in there and you'd take your mask off and start studying and no one would come up to you it was honestly just like ordering food at the starbucks in the student center like you had to wear your mask and then it became a lot more relaxed as the year went on um but yeah i definitely got i think a lot more than other colleges at least i got to like have the atmosphere of being with other students that i didn't know and i went to the library like every single day just because I have to work in a space that's designated for working, so I could just couldn't do it in my dorm. But the library there is amazing. It's like five stories. It's beautiful. So I would always be there. Oh, and you actually answered my next question because I always love to ask guests. So how many times did you actually step foot in the library? And you I step know. foot in the library a lot. And my dad would always like, when I was going to school, he's like, oh, I'll, you'll be in there a lot, not downtown. And I was like, ah, ha, ha, like, shut up. And then I was like, actually there all the time. And I was like, wait, dad, I'm actually at that library. <laughs> all right. So I love walking around the campus and I, I, I'm going to see if you guys know some of the the, the famous landmarks and, and then I'll commentate on them because there's like probably three or four that people should know about. So do you want to start like let's start mm -hmm. let's start at the let's start right on Broad Street as we the go arc. to the arches. Okay. Okay. Well, funny story. Okay. Um, you're I, not think, oh gosh, <laughs> I think I already because I'm about to probably say what you're going to say like yeah. have you done it or have you not done it so go ahead well the arch is kind of like the landmark of georgia i feel like if there's one thing that is like signifies georgia it's the arch and it's just a plain arch like nothing special but it's like going on to campus and when i was um walking with my denim shorts that i was telling you guys about probably looking like such an idiot um, I decided to walk under the arch and not think Ooh. anything of it. And I wish I could be a fly on the wall and see the people around me, like watching me walk under the arch because I had no idea. So Sadie, tell people why you cannot walk under the arch until... Well, the rumor is you won't graduate, but I also have walked under the <laughs> arch. <laughs> oh, shit. We're definitely from California. <laughs> Mine was like, I knew like everything and we were on a, it was our date night. It was like our formal or something. And um, we were taking pictures at North Campus and we met in front of the arch and I was meeting my date for the first time. I got set up. So I was like talking to him, like, you know, introducing, trying to start a conversation. And I wasn't paying attention. And I was like kind of leading the group and I walked through and I heard everyone yell, Sadie. And I, I was so confused for a minute and I looked up and I was like, oh my gosh, I just walked through it. But I mean, I'm on path to graduate at the moment, so maybe. So far, so good. It doesn't really affect until your fourth year. Maybe. But maybe that's why I always think like Julie didn't get in because we, we even walk. We were like taking photos under the arch, like walking under it, do it yeah. like as a little kid. I'm like, yeah, arches, woo. Okay, so now let's let's move on from the arches because everyone needs to see the arches, and that's coming right off from downtown. And we'll get into the social life mm -hmm. and the drinking and the eating and all the places to hang out. But you go, you walk around the arches, kind of. Let's go through the campus and what else do you like to go visit? Well, see? I think the arches in North Campus is probably the biggest, I mean the prettiest part of our campus, I would say. Um, because it's just right downtown, North Campus is just like a beautiful like green lawn and then it has like really pretty unique buildings surrounding it. And then you kind of lead into the library on the other side. And so I just think it's so pretty and like it's, I don't think any of those buildings are redone. So it's like old unique buildings and like different styles and it's really pretty. And then also there's the fountain, North Campus, which mm -hmm. is pretty important for freshmen, I think. Have you been by the president's house. That's an, I think I've walked by it. I've never really taken note of it though. What about the garden? Oh my gosh, 
the botanical garden? Yes. No. The yes. Oh my gosh. Go to the. Okay. okay well, Rachel loves this. I'm obsessed with plants, so maybe it's a little biased. Also, all my friends think it's really weird about my obsession with Georgia trees because there's no trees in California. But anyways, um, the botanical garden is amazing. Everyone needs to go there. Um, there's like a hike spot right next to it, which is beautiful that I actually got lost in. Um, but the botanical garden, go to it. Go to the arch, go to the fountain, jump in the fountain. Be crazy. What about Hurdy Field? Um, Do you know what that is? Yes. Okay. So what do I you... only know that because I went on like the UGA official tour. Okay. And it's just a tiny field that was like the first football field, and it's right located on North Campus. And yeah, that's where they played football back way back when. But it's maybe it's because COVID, so we never really got to like go in buildings. But I would not have known that unless it was for the official tour <laughs> I took. So. Okay, so you guys experienced because you guys were allowed to go to football games, right? Mm-hmm. Have both of you rung the bell? No, I haven't. You know how to ring the bell, right? I also learned about that on my official tour, but <laughs> we didn't see, mean- are you learning a lot from me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I know jumping on the fountain and ringing the bell were the two things. I jumped in the fountain like the last day of school, so it took okay. me that long to do it, and I did never, never ring the bell. After a Georgia victory, as you're walking back on campus or wherever into the town, that's when you get to ring the bell. We'll definitely do that next year. So ring the bell. All right, so let's talk about the. Well, the football experience. How many football games did you go to? I went to two. I think each um, student got allotted with like one game because okay. it was like what twenty five percent capacity. And so I went. I got a ticket to the Auburn game, and then I bought a ticket to the Mississippi State game. Maybe. Okay. Um. So yeah, I went to two, and it was a lot of fun. I know the Auburn game. It was the first game, and so the student sections were packed, and then we were televised, and Georgia just got so much hate on TV for for having all these yeah because it wasn't it, the stadium was so empty, but that one section looked packed, so they're like Georgia doesn't care. Blah blah. If you looked around at the other side, like nobody right. was sitting there, and everyone was like six feet apart. But no, the one student section was packed, and it was a lot of fun. So did you get to experience? I mean, I've tailgated there twice. Now, not on the Greek life or Greek row, but like just around. So what type of, or did you just go to the game? Um, well, this gets a little bit into the social aspect of okay. things. Perfect I only, transition. Yes, I only got to go to one game and it was the Tennessee game, I think. And I mean, the pandemic, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to harp on it because we were very lucky to have gone yes. to go to any games at all. Um, but it was definitely very underwhelming hearing about like Georgia and then getting to go to a game where you have to not have three people next to you uh, or three people distance next to you. But um, social as- like tailgating, I you wake up at um, 8 a.m. and you start your day and it's a lot. And especially when there's like games after games after games, you are very tired. But tailgating, I went to one tailgate, but it was very, very restricted because the frats were very um, careful, especially Kai-Fi had to be very careful, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm sure Chase will get into when he comes on. But um, so I didn't really get to go to many um, tailgates. It was more just like you'd go downtown and you would pay an absurd amount of money to get into the bar because they um, upped the charges for game day. And so we'll we'll get into this is a good transition. So because a lot of colleges have that game day experience, wake up like Washington mm-hmm. in the alley. Like my daughter, she's like, We're it's eight o'clock, nine o'clock, yeah. we're drinking. I'm like, 
the game's not until, you know, yeah. whatever. Are you even going to make it to the game, first of all? Right. Right? So since you haven't experienced that yet, but the downtown, because those bars, I, I, I mean, what's your favorite bar? Um, it changes. Like, I know it'll change next year. My favorite bar is Double, but it's slowly, like, transitioning into City because that's the sophomore bar. And I think end of freshman year, a lot of people start going there. So Double is kind of, once the um, capacity was lifted, Double was the one second semester that everyone would go to and it's just like the most popular freshman bar so i'm gonna take it they're pretty lenient on fake ids oh yeah i have fully passed my fake id back to my roommate like or my best friend like 20 times and the bouncers like just give it five seconds and then give it to me like blatantly i mean they're all college students so. yeah i mean athens is a college town yeah so You've just talked about the freshman bar, sophomore bar, like during game day experience for you, Sadie. I mean, you guys are in different sororities and we'll get into that rush and that whole aspect of it. Like, what was that experience? Like, what what did you do? Yeah, well, the first game I thought everyone was gonna be up at eight and me and my roommate woke up. <laughs> and we're ready. We like walked out and like nobody was outside. And we're like, what the heck? But it did get a lot better. Okay. And then I think most of the time, a lot of frats had off, like they had sophomores in the freshman pl pledge class that would like host a tailgate at their houses. So I know I went there a lot. Um, like one of the Kaifai's sophomore in the freshman pledge class had a house and we just kind of go there and drink. But pretty much like I learned, I don't, if you, it's just all revolves around the game. So like, I think coming to the end, I just would have rather been at the game than like tailgating. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the covers at the bars on game days, I don't think there's usually, well, there's not usually covers in Athens. Um, there, I've heard maybe there are on game days, but they were like absurd. It was like thirty dollars to get into a bar, and we're like, I'm not paying that to watch a football game when it's going to be empty because everyone's like at the game or watching through at a house or something. Right, right. Well, between the hedges, if you're going to hear that saying a lot, is a great experience, and especially between the third when the third quarter ends and the fourth quarter, and and especially at night they light they they light the mm -hmm. um, whatever they're. The red lighters. lights. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, so it's amazing. It's so cool. So how was sorority rush? Was it fall semester or spring semester? It was fall. Fall. Mm -hmm. Okay. And was it like two weeks right after school started? Three weeks right um, after school started? I think started? we had to go to school early. Girls went early. Okay. I think I went two days early to start. Online rush? Yeah, completely online. And what sorority are you? I'm a Chi Omega. Chi Omega. So let's talk through because everybody has different experience. And I don't know if you go six or seven days straight and you start out with the 19 sororities and then it just keeps mm -hmm. on narrowing down. And then by the end of the week, you pick your two and it's midnight. And then one of those two, yeah. you're going, it matches. Yeah. So yeah, it went, I think it goes like 19 to fifth, 19 to 15 maybe 12 to eight. And then it's like eight to two or something like that. So like that jump was like the biggest, which is like third round to pref, I think. And that was like the biggest because you had to cut, what, six or maybe it was six to two, but that you liked at the time. So what were your final two? FIMU and Chi Omega. What did you like about Rush? What did you not like about Rush? Um, honestly, it's so hot in the in <laughs> August. I was kind of thankful that I was in my dorm, like air conditioned, because I've just heard miserable stories about people running down millage, like sweating, like, the worst experience, but we'll be having to do that this year, so we'll learn, I guess. But yeah, I just liked being in my in the air conditioning, and like, I thought honestly the online connection was like really hard though, because like a lot of times I had um, like connection failures or something like that. So in person definitely is the way to go. Do you but, think yeah. online helped you or hurt you? 
probably her because I feel like I'm pretty like I can be outgoing better in person yeah and like behind a screen it's just so superficial it is hard yeah I mean that's what I hear from a lot Rach what was your experience um And, and first wait what sorority are you I'm in Kappa Delta. Okay. And my experience was, I'd say similar. I I think I was very like grateful that I was in an air conditioned room and whatnot, but not being able to connect with people and like look at someone in the eye and just like see them for what they really are, I guess, and see the house and see how they connect. Because also it's like when, I feel like when you're rushing, you're supposed to be looking at how those girls connect with each other when they're rushing, you know, the people behind it. Like, are they going and like being friends when in between like sessions and stuff and you could only like talk face to face to one person. So it's like, you kind of just had to take their word for what they were saying, you know, not like feeling out the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited because we have rush. Well, our round one is um, online just because it's so many girls this year. But then round two, round three, pref and bid are all in person. So Kappa Delta was yes. what was your top two? Um, mine was Kappa Delta and Theta. Those are my two. Uh, yeah. That's my wife and that's Sophia. Yes. All right. So don't be biased, but to help girls out there and parents, what are the top three sororities? Are, um, it doesn't need to be top, but what are the, the the sororities that you want to be in? Yeah. I So, I mean, there's 18 sororities on campus. And so there's really genuinely a spot for every single person. If a girl wants to go rush and go in Greek life, she can go anywhere. And there's not, it's not to say that any are bad or any are good, but for my personality, I would say my top choices were, um, Kappa Delta, Theta, Kayo, um, Kappa, Kappa Gamma, and, 80 pie those were my okay. like, top choices and that's saying uh, we have so many sororities like 18 is an incredible amount that most colleges aren't lucky enough to have that many so that's personally like the ones that i thought were I and would how many best. were in your pledge or member class your pc my pc had 90 girls in it which is crazy that is a lot of people and um but and it's very awkward at first because you are like sisters, whatever, but like you don't know anyone yeah. for the first three quarters of the year. And it's like feels a little fake, but then once you start like getting to know people, the relationships are amazing. I mean, and I think that goes just with like the Southern hospitality thing I was going with, but I like couldn't f- like see myself anywhere else than Kappa Delta. And I think Sadie would say the same thing. And I love all the Kayos. So, and everyone ends up where they should be. Like I tell every parent that and every, oh, they didn't get, I'm like, why were you expecting one sorority or whatever house it is? How many is in your PC? I think 88, 89. Okay. And that's nothing compared to like University of Alabama, by the way. Yeah, I think it's like Those PCs are like 120, 130. Like Wisconsin's Julia's Kappa's 70, and then uh, University of Washington Sophia's was like 36. Yeah. So you guys, I mean, that's still a high number. Um, during the last year, what would you say uh, was your, your favorite experience in the sorority? Like something that stands out? Um, well, we have this really fun date night called, or it's like a date day called lawn dance. And like, there's this field called Poppy's field or Pappy's field. And we just have live music, like food, drinks, and you pretty much everyone takes a friend instead of a date. Like 
my friend Jenna ended up coming and visiting. And so she was my date. But if she wasn't my date, it would have been like Chase, who's like my best friend. And like, it's just like a genuine, like fun, good time. Yeah. But then also not during the school year, I had like 15 friends come stay with me a couple weeks ago. And like that goes to show how much like you really like everyone that you meet. And like we had the best time. Like we had a beach house. And so, yeah, it's like any time with my friends is so much fun. Do you guys like beach house? You mean like a lake house? Like no, like they came to Newport. Oh, I thought you no, meant like when you're out there. Now. Okay, no, like not in school, but yeah, in school I'd say lawn dance or game days. Um, at the end, towards the end, we started having like really fun darties. Like frats would get water slides, and like it was like a lot of fun. Towards the end, I can't really pick out anything first semester just because it was so different. But now, since Scott or since Clay and Chase aren't here. So you don't have to feel bad. Like if, if someone's listening and says, oh, well, what are the top fraternities or what are some of the fraternities you want to hang out with? What, what, which ones are they? I'd honestly say each sorority has different fraternities that they hang out with. Me personally, I hang out with the Kai Fi's like all the time. And then my sorority probably hangs out with the Sigma News the most. Okay. And then Clay's a Fiji. So I've just gotten to know the Fijis through Clay. But I'd say like there's like probably like six or seven top. I'd say Sigma Kai is around the top. S-A-E-K-A. Um... Yeah, kind of just like the classic. Right. Classic well, Ju- when Julie visited, someone took she was at the SAE house. Yeah. I'm not close with them. I just hang out with the snooze and the Kaifis, but And that's amazing how all sororities are like that. So let's look at your sorority, uh, yes. Kappa Delta. Like who are your Um, our sorority, I think same thing as Sadie was saying. Everyone hangs out with different people and even in my sorority there's people that like other ones, but I hang out with Kaifi, Fiji, and Delta Sig the most. Kai-Fi and Fiji for me the most, but I'd say like my the rest of my sorority is probably Delta Sig is the other third one that they're really close with. All right, Perry's in town, maybe Perry's with Megan. Okay. Okay. That's crazy. <laughs> right? Like, things get crazy. Just, just go. F- <laughs> okay, so they're in town because we're on college budgets. Mm-hmm. Where, is, where are you taking your parents to dinner? Oh, hands down Chuck's sushi it's so good and that is saying a lot because we're in georgia (laughs) and there's no good fish there but chuck's is a chain of like really nice plate a really nice sushi restaurant so i would go there um there's another one oh five bar is really really good too um and then polly's is more of like a pregame what is it Oh yeah, last resort. That's mm-hmm. the other one. And then Polly's is like kind of pregame cutesy, like go with your mom, get like really shitty margaritas, and uh, then go <laughs> downtown. Um, but yeah. All right, so Sadie, let's go to you. If your parents are in town, are you going to the same place? Yeah, Chuck's is definitely my favorite place. I've never been with my parents, but when other parents come, I've been there a few times. My parents Don't you love when other parents come to town and they yeah. take all their friends? Oh my gosh, it's the best. Because it's like kind of like rotating weekends. Like That's, parent Yes, will be here. and you get a good meal. Yeah. Okay. And my parents, I'd say last resort, I, th- I think is their favorite. And that's where I've gone with them. Um, I can't really think of it. Oh, Shokatini. I think the Greers have taken us there. Okay. Which is like um, hibachi. Which is really good, but yeah, I'd go say figure. My sushi and Asian food in Athens. Well, Chuck's is like all seafood. I don't like okay. sushi. I get the shrimp, and it's really good. But I'm, I'm gonna have to check that out next time. All right, so late night munchies. Where after like fraternity sorority bar, you guys are hammered. Where are you going to eat? Um, I usually go to DP Doe, but I know like a fan favorite is Little Italy because it's cheap 
pizza and everyone thinks it's good. I don't think it's very good, but that's, I'll just go to hang out with my friends most of the time. Rachel, do you go to Little Italy? Um, absolutely not. So actually funny story. My least favorite thing about George is the food because I don't eat meat or dairy. So that was definitely the worst school to choose for that. But I go to Eddie's and I'll get a veggie calzone and everyone will be mean to me about it, but it's okay. <laughs> All right. So you're hungover in the morning. Where are you eating breakfast or should I say lunch or where are you going? Um, definitely stick to lunch because I won't be waking up if I'm hungover. <laughs> um, but me and Sadie and I think most of my close friends would go to Cafe on Lumpkin. I probably spent 75% of my money there throughout the year. Best avocado toast for all my Ooh. girls out there. And avocado bowl, which is like rice quinoa with like a little bit of greens in it and then like a few edamame and then really good avocado and fried egg or you can do scrambled eggs, whatever, and a really good seasoning. She knows the menu oh, like I that. And they added a side of hot sauce on the menu for me because I always go ask for hot sauce. Okay, are you going to the same place in the morning? Are you meeting her there? Yeah, usually me and Rachel like work out and then go to Cafe on Lumpkin every morning. Um, but I late like lately I started trying other places. We had brunch at five and that was really good. But I mean like that's like a nice brunch. Cafe on Lumpkin I'd say is pretty good price for like a college student. But one thing I will say about Athens is for being in the South, they have very good food. Like the fact that we can get avocado toast and like all of that stuff in the South and like I, I would say like to be in the South, Athens probably has the best food. All right, so have you guys, Julie still talks about this place because we love it. Have you, anyone ever been to Bojangles? No, but I've Dude. heard a lot about oh it. Oh my gosh. You guys, okay, when you land in Atlanta and you're on your way to Athens, it's like right after you turn off the um, interstate to go up the highway, stop at Bojangles. It is so. There's some in, I think there's one in Athens. Just go. <laughs> and next time I see you, you just text me. Okay. Bojangles, like Julie goes, oh my God. Their chicken and iced tea so good. Their sweet tea and the sweet tea. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. Sweet tea. Talk to us about sweet tea. I am not. Okay. I'm kind of weird. I stick to coffee and water. I drink an absurd amount of coffee and I try to drink a lot of water. But um, I've tried sweet tea. And honestly, everyone's going to disagree with me, but I think it's way overhyped. So that's all I have to say about it. All right. So that's coming from someone from California true, that true. goes to school at University of Georgia, I will not have any sweet tea out here because it's nasty. Yeah. The only sweet tea I have is, is when I'm in the South because yeah. it's like really like- They know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, as we wrap up, because besides the food, okay, mm -hmm. because that's, you could say that too, but what's one thing you don't like about University of Georgia in Athens? Um, Let's see. That's hard. I I guess it's not really specific to University of Georgia or Athens, but I'd say as a California student is the travel time is very difficult. And if you're homesick, which I was homesick for like two, um, a month at the beginning, is that you can't go home and see your family easily. And then um, also, I didn't think about this, but like, one thing I don't like is that when I'm in here over summer, it's very hard to go back to see my friends over there. And that's the thing that about going to school so far away, I'd say is like the worst for me. Sadie, what about you? Um, definitely the travel time. I would think besides the campus, Athens is a pretty, uh, I think it's like the, mo the poorest city in 
um, Georgia. And so like the campus is beautiful and downtown Athens is so pretty, but there's just not much after that. And I think it's like kind of hard when Atlanta is like two hours away to commute back and forth. And like also like travel time, you have a five hour plane ride and then you have a two hour drive to get to Athens. And then also the humidity. I absolutely hate the humidity. I think it makes it hard to do anything ever. So yeah, I'd say I wish we were a little bit closer to Atlanta and I wish Athens was a little bit nicer outside of yeah. the college life. And see, that's funny because I tell people when they pick schools, you want a direct flight because you have the direct flight Delta, SNA mm-hmm. to Atlanta. And I always say Athens is only like an hour, 15 minutes away. It's not like Julie has to connect. You can't get the Madison straight. Yeah. Or she, you know, people that want to go to Penn State or East Coast, they still got to fly to New York, Boston, or Chicago yeah. and then connect. So it's interesting how you say that because I always tell people, look at Georgia because it's a one-stop flight. It's not like going to Tuscaloosa yeah, or Auburn. Yeah, I'm super grateful for the, the Delta, SNA, and yes. Atlanta. And like yes. most people like don't have that, but it's just so long regardless. So now that we're on episode 74, and obviously you guys know the goal, I, I, it's just been helpful, hopefully helping high school kids uh, and parents, but we're trying to get on Barstool Sports and I always try and do a shout out to Eric Nardini or Dave Portnoy, El Presidente. But like, <laughs> why the student manager should be on Barstool Sports. So why should they be on Barstool Sports? Well, I think it goes with a lot of their ideas. Like you're trying to help kids find where they're supposed to be for the rest of life. I know um, Dave Portman did like the pizza review. He was trying to help small businesses. Like it's kind of all about helping a community of um, like young people. So I think it kind of goes with their theme. Yeah, I think that's like point on I would have I didn't know this was a thing when I was applying to colleges but I think it would have just given me a lot of peace of mind hearing people talk about it for like an hour instead everyone says like oh don't worry you'll end up where you are but like actually hearing the stories of it is so helpful and it puts you at ease and I wish that there could be less stress involved with like the admission process and deciding where you're gonna go because it ends up it more often than not it ends up working out and i just wish that people wouldn't be so hard on themselves see that's why we're trying to get on yes. sports. get it on there has a really big college presence i know like each school has like a bar we have a barcel uga so like on the theme of helping kids find where their college is like barcel has such a big barcel presence like we have barcel uga merch and, right like, they right. they collab with our bar like bar south and bar school barstool like on game days have like two dollar um what are they called well yeah, like $2 um, high noons. Why couldn't I think of that? Yeah. And like they have like, they're just such a big present on, yeah. ca- presence on campus. I think it would be super helpful. Well, they have those viceroys. You could be a viceroy and be like the one that like yeah. does all yeah. the filming. <laughs> well, I have big plans because I'm like, dude, Barstool, we can do game, we could do student manager game days so, and just go you have totally fraternity like sororities. Oh, yeah. Like, I could see a Georgia tailgating <laughs> on game yeah. days. Yeah. Asking students. I'd be like, whoa. I get students to come help me. Yeah. But, anyways, this has been great. I mean, and after the student manager, like I always tell people, when you get your degrees, then comes time for a job. My next podcast is called The Hiring Manager. Since I've hired a oh, lot I, of people, I would definitely need that. It, I would watch that. Right, because it, yeah. we're going to be interviewing people and and having CFOs or VP of Sales or HR people, and then people they've graduated that have come on. So that's just a teaser. I mean, everyone that's I've really talked nice. to, I let them know that. But it's been great having you two on. Thank yes. you so much for having Thank us. You. This is so fun. And we will eventually have some more of your peers on and yes. talk. And see, that's why if we even had Chase and Clay on, this would be like a two-hour podcast. You could so just sit. Yeah. I was so bummed that we couldn't really work out schedules, but 
No, this is good because then next time as we get after they get on, like uh, I'm doing a podcast with Julie and all her friends at, at the beach house next week. Oh, and it's just gonna be more of a, just a casual, because we talk about Wisconsin and the best is when you have people on there. Yeah. Yeah. So for the student manager, episode number 74, Fonger News. Ooh, go dogs. Sick them. Sick them. <laughs> <laughs> Out. <laughs>